0: Hi.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. We're your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. Glad you're listening. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for supporting this podcast. Yeah. This show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. We have a detox and recovery program. The detox portion is two weeks long, 10 to 14 days, depending on your needs. Um, And if you would like, you can sign up for our full care model, which includes up to 24 months of free recovery coaching, alumni events, uh, IASIS, which is microcurrent neurofeedback. What all kind
0: of alumni events do you guys do?
1: Uh, well, last month we went to an escape room.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a lot. Of I fun. was going to make fun, but I can't actually make fun of that. That's <laughs> that's kind of cool. I love those things.
1: Yeah, so we all did an escape room, and we escaped with like less than a minute left.
0: How many clues did you use?
1: All of them. We wasted all of the clues, like by the second room.
0: I don't think it counts then.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of difficult. And then some of it was like so stupid. It was like, why didn't we figure that out? Like, it was super plain. It wasn't like super complicated. But, you know, when you got nine, 10 people in a room with like clues and you don't want to step on toes, but you got to have a team effort. Anyways, it's very much like a fun thing to do as a group. So we had a great time. We'll probably do another one. Um, But we're not doing that in August. In August, uh, Candace is doing a in-person big book study.
0: Candy pants?
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh. And so she's excited to do that. She's going to provide lunch and get together with the alumni and do a big
0: book study. She's a lot like you. Like, there's a a good portion of her that frightens me to the core, (laughs) but I love her to death. You know what I mean? Like, like you love her, but you're also afraid that any moment she could snap and it will end your life.
1: (laughs) That's what you said about me this morning.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. She's Um, a lot like you.
1: I just think you're maybe a scared person.
0: No, no.
1: There's no danger in me or her.
0: Sorry, I interrupted you though, before you got to, I, typically, to, to ISIS. Typically,
1: you interrupt me. All right,
0: go ahead with ISIS. So,
1: Matthew's Hope Foundation. We do ISIS training. No, uh, the Ma- <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> the Matthew Soap Foundation has a two week detox and two year aftercare recovery program. And we just really want to restore the fullness of life to every individual who may be su- struggling or, or dealing with substance use disorder. And whether it's alcohol, benzos, meth, cocaine, whether it's prescribed to you. Are you offering? Whether you're buying it under the street, whatever. Um, Whether you're, you know, stopping at three different liquor stores per week so that the salesman at the liquor store doesn't think you have a problem. That's for real, bro. Just little things like that, that may indicate that you could use some support and some help. And everyone at Matthew's Hope has been there, done that, and we know how to walk this road with you. And so if you or a loved one would like any information about our program and the tools that we offer or to see if you qualify for our program, or we may need to refer you out to a different program that's a better fit for you. Either way, you can visit our website at mhdrp.org or give us a call at 844-AND-HOPE. That's 844-263-4673.
0: As usual, you're listening to us on KPRC 950 Sundays at 1 p.m. Central in the H, Houston, Texas. If you want to listen to us 1 p.m. Central on Sundays and you're not in the H, Houston, Texas, go to the iHeartRadio app and KPRC 950 has a channel uh, that plays live. As well, uh, at the end of the day, they, they upload our radio show and we have a podcast that's called Relevant Recovery Radio. So if you want to listen to this or any of our past episodes, you just go over there and give it a listen.
1: Our downloads were like super higher than they've ever been this last month. Uh, Only one month ever had more. So we're like second highest month of downloads.
0: Do you think it's because you've been mad at me lately?
1: Maybe. And so just saying, shout out to people that are actually going to the iHeart app and going to the Relevant Recovery Radio channel. Um, And if you like our podcast, please share it with your loved ones, your friends. Um, They know someone who knows someone who might need our help.
0: I mean, because for real. For, let's just drop that third, fourth wall, whatever. It Everybody is. knows like,
1: somebody who has a substance use <clears throat> disorder.
0: But we have toyed with the idea at certain times in the year like, okay, we're we don't want to do this. Like what? this is live. <laughs> no, be married. Oh. No, no. I'm, <laughs> no, I mean to come up with a topic every week it's oh, you're in talking the about middle of our radio show. Doing the show, it gets tough and we've like every yeah, time I'm we to fire you. We go to stop doing it. <laughs> like the listenership keeps going up, and you're get, we're getting calls and comments that we're, we're reaching people. Some people are being helped by the idiocy that comes out of our mouths, which is so, the,
1: the whole goal of this radio yeah. show: is to tell people about our program that we have, um, but more important than that, just to provide some education and support to the public at large because nobody knows what to do with the alcoholic or drug addict in their life that they love. Yeah, and then even if you are that person. Uh, dealing with a potential substance use issue. Or would uh, like to. <laughs> you don't know how to get well. Yeah. You have lots of ideas, and you try them, and it fails, and you try them, and it fails, and it and it just is such a hopeless place to be. And uh, people in recovery, by and large, are usually anonymous. Um and we're hoping to be able to use this platform to just spread it to a bigger, a broader audience.
0: Which is why we've covered a lot of the topics we've covered. And yeah. this is one of those weeks. This is a tough week in that.
1: It's a very tough week.
0: I mean, it is. So I have, I mean, we had a, today we actually had a show idea and we talked about it ahead of time and we're prepared for that. But We I'm, didn't
1: even fight on the way into the show, but I think that that's mostly because you flew in this morning and you weren't at home all week.
0: <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for work, I had, so we had a, I mean, this is like, this goes back to last Saturday.
1: Well, last week we were talking about all the things that have broken in our house.
0: And then Saturday and, we had a but, guest come in. what
1: the one thing we forgot to mention on the radio show last week that broke, I think after we got home, was our Breville coffee maker. Oh, and so like add that to the list of things. And it's an a Breville apart.
0: espresso machine. We're not talking like a you know it's like a yeah, six seven hundred dollar deal. it's uh, espresso but machine. I and fixed it today, so I can live. Yeah. Um, but no, we had we, we had, had, had a, a, a house come house guest stay with that us, was great. which is kind of really a cool story.
1: But we talked about last week, but we got to go to the Astros game and see them beat the Rangers. That was an amazing game.
0: So, you and I are not sports ball people at all. No, not at all. Literally, look, I know the rules of a lot of the sports and I know what it's about, but I just don't follow it. I don't really care about it. But we watched the Astros beat the Rangers, kick the snot out of the Rangers (laughs) in the very last inning. It was such a back and forth game, but we enjoyed it so much. We're like, hey, when can we go to another game? Yeah. That was a really good time. So, if you're a Rangers fan, I'm sorry. <laughs> too bad.
1: We really don't care. Yeah, <laughs> it we was really just a good don't. game. Yeah, it was a
0: really good game. So listen, <laughs> don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your host, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hi. Um, so yeah, so we had, just kind of picking up where we left off, we had a house guest come in town from Saturday until Wednesday. Um, I was supposed to be in Philly all week for work, but went ahead since we had a guest. I left Wednesday morning. Why
1: are you talking about all of this?
0: Um, I left Wednesday morning at like 5.30 in the morning, and it was just, you know, fly-in, meetings, sleep, meetings. Sleep.
1: Are you looking for sympathy from our audience or I something? I started
0: my day at 3.30 this morning, Eastern Time in Philly. So you could Philly. have
1: started with that.
0: And so I'm tired. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> so this yeah, is, you were in Philadelphia at 3 a.m. and you flew home. You got home about 9 and here we are.
0: This is to all the men out there who feel my pain right now. <laughs> Just like, wow. With the, with it the, took seven minutes those of you who have to a, get
1: you to say you've been up since 3 a.m. For
0: those of you who have a wife with a sharp tongue. Wow. I feel for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is one of those Fridays where...
1: No fights. Ca- Getting along great.
0: Yet. <laughs> yet. I mean, I'm not leaving town again until 2.30 this you're afternoon. You're leaving so. town
1: in one hour from now. So... So,
0: yet. <laughs> uh, but that's just what, that's what makes it tough, is that our lives are pretty darn busy. But so. we do
1: have a topic today. What's the topic?
0: So I'm literally in town for a few hours. I'm heading back out of town. I'll be back Sunday. When, cares. when this airs, <laughs> <sighs> listen. If you were a, a marriage counselor, if you could just message us on Facebook, <laughs> I have some business for you.
1: Listen, we retired our last therapist.
0: He literally retired. He worked with <laughs> us. We had, had, like, we had I'm a marriage out. counselor, and he's like,
1: "I've had enough." He's like,
0: "Listen, if you guys need more therapy, don't call me."
1: <laughs> Here's some references yeah poor guy
0: he just said like basically there's some people you can't help <laughs> <clears throat> no so um so what I wanted to talk about today was something that I had a friend of mine call me about this week it's something that I dealt with fairly recently and it's something that you've dealt with and that is um in our specific 12-step literature there's a sentence about the road of reconstruction what that is says,
1: it? there's a long period of reconstruction ahead we must take the lead there we go and so with this period of reconstruction, what we're kind of referring to is uh, repairing relationships with family, with spouses, with your children. But even if we flip it and you are the loved one trying to figure out a new relationship with your sober spouse or your sober daughter or your sober you know, aunt or whatever it is, uh, we want to kind of talk about this long period of reconstruction ahead because when we get sober... A lot of times, the sober person wants to be like, look how good I'm doing. Look, I'm sober now. Look.
0: I mean, I was a drunk for 28 years, but look, I've been sober 30 days. Like, forget everything I ever did bad. (laughs) Give
1: me a trophy. Make me a cake. I'm sober.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) but this comes on the heels of, I don't remember what we talked about last week. Do you? Huh? But the two weeks prior, we talked about if you or a loved one has a problem and how to deal with it. Well, now... We're gonna pick up this period of reconstruction. This friend of mine that called me has been sober for a bit. He's been sober for a few years and mm-hmm. kind of got into it with one of his very close family members. Yeah. And the family member actually asked him, Are you doing drugs? Are you still sober? Like as a jab. Yeah. Um and and I have dealt with this in my past and you have dealt with this because
1: I have a specific memory and I must have been at least two or three years sober Mm because you and I were together Mm -hmm. so somewhere in the two to three years sober and I remember one time you and I were like wrestling and messing around at home and maybe I was attacking you I can't really remember exactly Um, I
0: believe it's called domestic violence (laughs) no
1: it wasn't don't make that joke but you took a picture of me uh your hair was disheveled my hair was crazy and you texted it to my dad as a joke and you said help yeah my dad immediately called you and he, wanted and to know and he if was, you was like, "Are you okay? Drugs? Is she doing drugs? What's going on?" You know, and my heart just sank like yeah. with sadness. Yeah. Because I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" It was it was a joke about me being crazy, not about anything to do with drugs. But here it is, three years later, three years into my sobriety, <laughs> and my parents, who don't live in the same town and don't interact with me every day, were kind of just still on the edge of their seat, holding their breath right. on whether or not I'm okay.
0: And that's the perfect segue into. This something that is repeated in the guys that I sponsor very, very frequently, and I'm sure in the women that you sponsor in that and me okay I'll just let's let's talk about me for a minute. When I got sober, when I was six months sober, I remember telling my brother on the phone now, I had told my brother before I got sober that I was gonna quit drinking and doing drugs yeah. a hundred times right. And so when I got six months sober, I, I'm like, hey, guess what? I'm, I'm six months sober. And he goes. <laughs> what did he do? He literally goes, cool. I'm just waiting for you to get bored and go get drunk again. Mm-hmm. I was so butthurt. I like called my sponsor. I'm like, you're not going to believe how what he dare said. How say that? Yeah. And my sponsor was just like, wait a minute. Oh, how long did you drink? Yeah. And they like, I don't know, 28, 30 years? He goes, okay, okay, so you want 28 or 30 years erased in six, six months. months.
1: And our literature talks about that. Our Our literature says that 10 or 20 years of drunkenness would make a skeptic out of anyone. And so you have to look at what you've put them through and that you know the damage caused and that they were hopeful at one point and then you drank again or they were hopeful at one point and helped you and this and that and this and And then you maybe drank or did drugs again your family gets beaten down your family gets worn down and they're like i just don't even know what to do with you and then you get sober and and when we get sober people like us the quickest thing that gets returned is our pride and ego
0: i can't how many how many women do you sit down in front of i i can tell you that my number is going to be close. I'm going to say 6 to 7 out of 10, if not more men that I sit down with that are married mm-hmm. within 60 to 90 days of sobriety are suddenly focused on their spouse.
1: What they're doing wrong?
0: Yep. Suddenly this the wife that has been not a drunk that has been basically <laughs> running the house and taking care of everything is is suddenly so flawed that the drunk or the alcoholic, or whatever you want to call it, cannot not focus on So it's on always
1: them. a form of maybe even subconscious deflection, because an alcoholic, your pride and ego has returned, and you don't want to think you're the problem, because right. you're sober now. I can't be the problem. I'm not drinking anymore, right?
0: And yeah, it, that's and it's, what I was saying to myself a few minutes ago.
1: <laughs> and uh, But it's always uh, maybe even subconscious deflection. Where we really want to pick at the other person and and blame someone else, even if you're not a drug addict or alcoholic, this is like usually a human default to want to blame someone else and not take personal responsibility for the toxic relationship that you happen to be in, yeah, or the or the habits that you're in. But like our literature says that you know we feel a man is unthinking when he says that sobriety is enough, and so it's like you should
0: coin that. That sounds great, right? That's awesome. <laughs>
1: what it's saying is, hey. If you think being sober is this the goal here, you're an idiot.
0: Right. It's just this is beginning. about
1: so much more than just you being sober. It's about you being more selfless. It's about you being but empathetic you, towards others. But, it's about like putting in the effort to rebuild real relationships and learn how to bond and interact with people in a kind and helpful way.
0: But do you think that every new alcoholic goes through that phase? Yes. I think so, too. Yes. It's part of the process, right? So,
1: because it's interesting at first, because some new alcoholics will be so proud of themselves. Look at me, I'm sober, and we could talk for an hour about the faults of that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so cringe.
0: cringe. But, but I think we all went through that. Yes. I know that within my first year, at some point, I was really proud of what I did. Until an old timer in <laughs> a meeting was like, what? "What did you do? What do you have to be proud of? I thought like,
1: God gave it to us.
0: Better yet, no, it was a she. <laughs> Uh, and she was like, all you did well was burn your life to the ground. Yeah. All you did well was have no other options but to listen to other people. You've done nothing but surrender. And I surrender. will
1: say I am grateful for the fact that I had willingness at a certain point to put in the effort and work the steps and seek God's will and do the footwork part that is on me. Yeah. But all that did was just open up the spiritual doors for my higher power to come in and rewrite my life and help me be a better yeah. person be a different mom, be a different daughter, be a different spouse.
0: But in the but in the beginning, um in,
1: in the beginning without the step work, the person is not any different yet. They're just a sober horse thief.
0: Correct. Your <laughs> your behavior is mostly the same. You're So what they really so what we're saying is that when you're newly sober, you're going to deflect within the first 60-90 days. You're yep. going to start looking at others their flaws and it, why do you think that is? Do you think it's because well now I'm not I'm not drinking all of a sudden, so now I'm just I don't know.
1: I think it's partly subconscious. I don't think they do it intentionally.
0: Yeah. I don't. Well, and uh, I do think that in that period, I thought I was like better than others because I wasn't drinking when (laughs) I was just now like normal people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to (laughs) Recovery Radio with your hosts Heather and Donnie. In the break, uh, in the break, no, let's not
1: talk about that.
0: We were just telling our uh, our producer Will that my wife wants me to take my work laptop with me this weekend when I go out of town because we're going to be shooting guns. And if I die while working, quote fingers in the air, working. I wasn't
1: serious with the comment. You said, hey, should <laughs> I take- My
0: insurance money like doubles.
1: I, you said, should I take my work laptop with me this weekend? And I said, yeah, in case you die. <laughs> like, because, you know, it's just a joke. I don't really want you to die. I'd never that, want that. Who else would put up with me? Who else could match my personality but yeah,
0: The amount of money you're going to have, you can buy that person. <laughs> <laughs> just you could just buy somebody. All right, so check it out. Um
1: We're talking about the long period of reconstruction ahead. When someone is getting sober, there is years of repair and years of yeah. new boundaries and years of new behavior that must be cultivated and nurtured. This change does not occur overnight.
0: And it's and it's on bo- it's, both it's both sides. It's Family on both sides. And, and so here it is person. as the alcoholic or the drug addict, we get sober, we suddenly believe we are above reproach. We are just Mm-hmm. When we're finally just like everybody else, but we think we're doing so good because we're not drunk or high. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we start calling. Congratulations, everybody. you're right.
1: finally being a decent human being. <laughs> <Right>. Congratulations, so- <laughs> you're 40 years old and adulting. So like- <laughs>
0: we're pointing the finger at others. We're looking at others' defects and all of that. Yeah. All right, so that's one side. That's the the drunk or the addict, But the right? family's
1: super frustrated too, man, because the family had to pick up the pieces and take care of my kids when I wasn't there. The family had to pay these bills. The family was trying to buy me a car. The family's trying to get me into a sober. They've had to do so much and and live the normal life in spite of me. Right. And now I want to swoop in and be a, an authority figure to my kids again. Now I want to swoop in and I want them to assume I'm responsible when they had to assume the roles for me while right. I wasn't.
0: Quite often the wife has to take over running the household, paying yep. the bills.
1: Yep. And so think about it in that context. If the husband's the one that goes and gets sober and the wife is used to running the household and taking care of the kids, all of a sudden he's sober and he's around. And, and
0: he's, he's controlling and, and he, <laughs> he wants to direct everybody. And they're like, whoa. whoa. Yeah.
1: Well, who's this guy?
0: Where are you coming from, bro?
1: <laughs> and uh, and so like it's hard to give up control and find that new medium and that new balance.
0: So what, let's look at the opposite now. So what about the family? What have you seen with the family? Where can the family benefit from what we're talking about?
1: So I think the family can benefit from understanding that most recovery journeys are not super linear like A to Z. Like most of the time, someone isn't just going to go to a fellowship, pick mm-hmm. up a chip, work the 12 steps, Change get sober, and then yeah. over the next two or three months to become super spiritual and all fixed. No, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. happen like that. It takes that.
0: about five years. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes even, about five even years.
1: So, so that's my point, though, because a lot of times I think the family member needs to realize that this journey – Towards sobriety, first of all, usually requires a lot of relapses or stumbles or mistakes along the no, way. Not always.
0: Does it require? I said usually. It, it happens. No, no, I, I disagree with you. I think it You're, happens a lot. It
1: happens a lot is what I'm saying. You have argue wouldn't semantics.
0: Use the, but I wouldn't use the word like the reason, usually or required. Well, like, we what we can't I'm use saying those.
1: is the person has to find the end of themselves to become desperate enough right. to seek it. And so, usually, the book even says it usually requires multiple stumbles.
0: Well, what I would say is this, is the people that did not try on their own, right, before they get to a fellowship, the people, and the reason I'm saying this You're is- You're only
1: lo- saying it because your experience, and you always think everybody's experience should be yours. No, yours, I know a yours lot, is lot of people like rare. me. You're I, a one-chip wonder that's rare.
0: I know a lot of people like me. That are one-ship wonders. That, But because, but it's rare. But the common theme for us is that I had tried all of it before I got right. to the fellowship. And
1: what I'm saying is that the mistake that the family member often makes yeah. is trying to push recovery or force willingness on someone who isn't ready, okay. who doesn't want it.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm and- just going to let you just, just keep going. We're good. Oh my God.
1: What I'm saying is, it's better to let the person find the willingness and desire on their own. Yep. It doesn't do no good.
0: Doesn't do no good? It don't
1: do no good, Donnie.
0: Okay, Oklahoma.
1: For someone to say, if you don't get sober, I'm leaving you.
0: But what about.
1: The boundaries are different i'm not talking about boundaries yet i'm talking about a family member trying to make their loved one fall in line and live a certain way
0: but we're but are we are we sober or not sober no sobe no we're into sobriety we're now. into sobriety we already now? covered no sobe all
1: right so if we're talking so we're into about
0: sobriety so we're now what we're talking about is a family that has worried about watched over hawked over helicoptered so over this the drug out of drugaholic
1: once they're even sober that there is years of their spiritual growth that needs to happen and they need to not band-aid their life or cater to them or enable them and they need to let them like and we were,
0: no eggshells no, no like, eggshells yeah. you're not
1: wrapping your family member in bubble wrap I love how gay uh, when gay and Chris tell their story about how that first time she tried to get sober Chris just wanted to wrap her in bubble wrap Yeah. and all you gotta do is stay sober you don't have to work you don't have to pay bills you don't have to get out of your pajamas. You don't have to and take care wasn't, of your kid. And it
0: literally <laughs> wasn't until she got home that last time he said, oh, by the way, this is it. We now have separate bank accounts. You have to get a job. You have bills. to pay." So that was a different time. But what I'm saying is that is when she changed, when he stopped enabling and stopped bubble wrapping. That was my wrapping.
1: point. He bubble wrapped her after a rehab one time. Mm-hmm. And then years later, he finally learned the you know pr- proper Al-Anon way to not bubble wrap her. Yeah. And he said, cool, you got to pay your bills. You got to get a job. You got to get yourself up. You got to, you know. And so making someone be an adult and be responsible is ideal because they need that for spiritual growth.
0: But you're talking about, I think, one side of the coin. I think there's another side of the coin too where the family doesn't see the change. The family doesn't have the ability to be different without Mm -hmm. a fellowship of their own
1: right that's that's always kind of a a hard part that you and i will Deal with from as we walk this path and help other people, because a lot of times your normal family member isn't going to enter a 12-step fellowship or live by these same principles or understand what a 10th or 11th step means or any of In that fact, stuff. In fact, it's pretty rare. It's really, really rare that you have a sober, normal family member that decides to do Alan on. And if like you're that. a
0: family member, you need to understand right off the bat that number one, your drug addict or alcoholic is not going to change overnight. It's mm-hmm. going to take time. That's what you were saying. But oftentimes, but wait, 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 mm-hmm. the first year. Don't expect them around a lot. The first year of their sobriety, they should be going to a lot of meetings, a lot of fellowships, sponsorship time, like they should be spending a lot of time in fully immersed
1: in a recovery program. And
0: it will decline. The beginning, they are they need to go straight to the peak and stay there for about a year, and then it will start to decline. And the reason they will have to they will get to do less and less, and they will be with you more and more. But if you want more of their time, if you...
1: If you demand more of their time too early on and, and, and restrict them from being able to do what they need to do to get well... It's going to backfire. It's going to backfire. They'll relapse. Yeah. They'll blame you. Yeah. It'll go bad. Yeah. you got to give them the freedom to go get well. You, could, you can't get them well. And I think a lot of family members who love their... They're so, they're alcoholics. Or they get so resentful over the fact that they couldn't get them well or love them enough or set the right bound, you know? Yeah. And then here it is. They just uh, go to some meetings and these other drug addicts help them, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, uh, but that's the magic of it is because we know what it takes to get and well. And we've been there. We've been there.
0: All right. So now we've talked about the the drunk or the addict that is 30, 60, 90, and now they're better than everyone and pointing the finger at their spouse. <laughs> We talked about the spouse and the family a little bit. What is some of your experience with family dysfunction? Or because you have lived this a little bit in that your family finally had enough and it was the best thing they could have ever done. Your dad, the last time he talked to you before you finally got sober, he said, Don't ever call me. Like you were basically dead to him. Don't call me again mm-hmm. until you want to get sober, until you want to go to rehab. Yeah. You go to rehab in Texas, you're from. Uh, Oklahoma, which mm-hmm. is a different country. Yeah. Um and you st- then you stayed in Texas. So I didn't
1: even get sober then. When I called so my dad told me not to call him anymore unless I wanted to go to rehab. So he came six months later, took me to rehab. Uh, and then I left that rehab and went to rehab in Texas.
0: And you've stayed in Texas and then which I relapsed for another
1: year. But, then I got sober.
0: Right. That's an exit. We're staying oh. on the freeway here. So but <sighs> my point is that they had limited face-to-face time with you they didn't get to see your change no and so you're coming up on seven years this next month
1: yeah a couple weeks i'll have seven years
0: well about three or four but anyways nobody's counting um well you got to earn it we don't front so anyways (laughs) i
1: can't pick up my chip early no the the point
0: is the point is that you didn't have a lot of FaceTime, so you've dealt with some things because they don't know the new you
1: yeah. And so that's kind of been frustrating. I have to I have to be understanding that they're not around me every day to know the new me mm-hmm. or to really get a clear picture of that. And so it's always interesting when you and I go up there and spend time with family members and stuff, because it's, it's interesting some of the things they'll say or think or what their perception is. It's
0: been testing at times. And it tests
1: your patience yes, because you does. want to defend me. And I'm like, it's okay. They don't know who I am. And that's... And they might not ever be able to correctly perceive me. I may always be a portion of old Heather to them. Yeah. But at least me and God have a clear conscience that I'm showing up differently for them, not to get anything out of the situation. They
0: probably have no idea what a life of service you live today to others.
1: But again, they don't even have to live this kind of lifestyle. So what we do isn't on the radar of normal people. Right. That kind of service.
0: They don't understand the integrity that my wife has. <laughs> All right, so don't go anywhere. We're gonna wrap this baby up when we get back. We'll be right back. In bubble wrap? No. Oh, okay. In sandpaper. We'll be right back (laughs) in a few minutes with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back (laughs) to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts Heather and Donnie. Today we are talking about a period of reconstruction ahead. A long
1: period of reconstruction ahead to be exact. Long period of reconstruction.
0: All right. So who are we doing this for, by the way? We should probably mention that. Yeah, I'll I'll
1: go ahead and do that. This show's Relevant Recovery is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. We have a 10 to 14 day detox and up to 24 months of free recovery coaching, IASIS microcurrent neurofeedback, alumni events, and aftercare. It's free if you complete our detox. So give us a call, 844-AND-HOPE, which is... 844 263 4673, or visit our website mhdrp.org. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. We have just look up Matthew's Hope Foundation, you will find us there.
0: And if you want a discount, just use code word uh, candy pants, <laughs> Melly Mel, or Nikki Boo
1: <laughs> when you get Iasis. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> All right, so we've been talking about... This. Oh, I should
1: mention that, too. At our outpatient clinic where we do IASIS, you do not need to be a drug addict or alcoholic. We, I need to
0: start doing that again, by And the way. so
1: um, we are currently doing a study. If you happen to be a sober heroin addict, specifically, where you did heroin in the past. Heroin. Heroin. Um, we have a, a certain little study that we're doing about... Uh, IASIS microdosing effects on specifically a certain type of heroin addict. So give Candace a call at 346-980-3530 um, and she can get you signed up for that.
0: Discount code CandyPants. Discount. So, Anyways, you know, not am going to get in trouble for that later, right? I'm just going to hit you. There is I'll no discount, uh, but I am going to get in trouble for it later. <clears throat> so we're talking about this long period of reconstruction. Long.
1: It's so long. It's like for the and rest of your life or we're something. We're talking
0: about... I mean, well, I'm, <laughs> Technically. I, I'm 10 years sober and I still deal with, you know, Cause family. Because you were
1: a horrible person.
0: Were? Wow. <laughs> I've graduated. Um, but we have... We've talked about the alcoholic in the early days of sobriety or the drug addict who suddenly they are sober and now pointing out the defects and problems with other people. And I want
1: to say this about kind of that 30 days to six months sober as, as advice to family. You've got to find your boundaries. It's okay to say, I want to support you, but it's okay to say, hey, family member that's getting sober, get, you know, early sobriety, the choices are yours. Whatever you're willing to do, okay, um, here's your choices, but if you choose A, B, and C, then that means I'll support you by doing X, Y, and Z. But if you choose to do D, E, and F, then I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do O, P. G-
0: give me some real stuff there. <laughs> give me some like
1: Um So for hypothetical. instance. So there's someone that I've been helping and advising lately and um the situation is the, the this person getting sober is refusing to the aftercare plan. Okay. They're refusing what the treatment center is recommending. They're refusing the sober living. They want to go home. They're not done. And I know they're not done. Yeah. I know that this is going to take maybe, We've seen about, way too many times. maybe about three months max to go bad again. Yeah. But this person doesn't know that. The person right. that's struggling really thinks they're going to go home and do well. Oh, if
0: you if you put this person on a lie detector test, they yeah. would probably pass it. And, yeah. and
1: so they don't know that it's going to go bad yet. But I'm advising the family member to be patient. Just say, that's what you're willing to do. Okay, I will support you in this, and this is my boundaries. Don't bend over backwards right. to make the easier, softer way because you're just easy prolonging it. You're, you're prolonging it. Yeah. Let them fail. Let them fall. Let them whatever the consequence needs to needs to be. But this goes even into recovery. Let's say you got a sober member of your family that's like a year sober, but maybe they're an employee of your organization and they're not showing up and they're not on time and fire, fire them. them.
0: Yep. Fire them. Any misery that you shield them from will prolong
1: their spiritual growth from happening.
0: But now, what about the family? So what we see quite often, uh, what I see, wives of alcoholics will guilt them for going to too many meetings, guilt them for fellowshipping, guilt them, and, and this is a huge, huge mistake. And
1: I think that that's one thing that's wonderful about you and I both being in recovery is that we don't really have that issue in our marriage but i can't imagine if i was married to a normie that doesn't understand how much i need to go and do and meet with people and all of this
0: i've lived through it my ex yeah it was finally when when we're at the end and talking divorce she let me know that point blank i hate your fellowship yeah. i hate every part of it
1: because in her mind it stole you away yeah and, and so, I, but I, in defense of her, I will say you never really found a healthy balance <laughs> uh, at all during that marriage of trying to find a way to spend time with her. Most but y'all, likely. y'all weren't growing along the same direction.
0: No, and... and y- so it's a different yeah, scenario it a little is, bit. It is,
1: but. but I'm just saying that the family member needs to be mindful that they do need to go to meetings, sponsor the people, meet with their sponsor, work the steps, and all of this. Um, but the goal is, is after they have this solid foundation of doing mm-hmm. this at least a year, you're... Then all the different things around, like, sex and checks and these other areas of your life. yeah. yeah. These things will start to come up. These things will start to, okay, we've got sober down, sober's down, but now you're, like, you're being dishonest with our finances. Right. Now you're spending way too much fun money and blowing the budget.
0: Well, right, so we have those two paths, right? One goes to the 12-step fellowship, and one goes to gym tan laundry, so... GTL now you're, baby. Now you're sober, but you're loading your credit cards, you're buying a new vehicle, you are acting out sexually, you are eating too much. I mean there's All right, so what does if we were to put some solution to all this? Let's talk about the alcoholic or drug addict that is now sober. Right? What's their solution? How do they get through this first year? So for the
1: for the sober person,
0: <laughs> how do they get through the first year with their marriage intact?
1: You really got, hopefully they've worked the steps, right? So steps? Steps first. Working steps, okay. But but because I say that in a general sense, because what's most important that you and I have revisited for the last 10 and 7 years is the idea that how I show up and treat or think towards my family is a form of me living out and a direct amends to them. I've caused so much harm. Mm -hmm. I'm not entitled for them to see me a certain way or treat me a certain way or pay attention to me a certain way. I really have to take personal responsibility and realize I may never be able to fully write all the damage I have done. Right. And my interaction with these people is a form of me living out an amends to them trying to repair the damage I've caused in the past.
0: Yeah, you should. And
1: and I may caused a lot. I may have to do that forever. It's not it's some people I remember thinking to myself, how long do I have to prove to them I'm different? How long?
0: And it's not really about that. (laughs) What it's about and we've talked about it before on the show that It wasn't until I was four and a half years sober, blew my life up, that my younger brother felt uh, like it had been long enough for him to really let me have it and really let me know how much he had, that I had hurt him. Mm -hmm. And so the amends with him, with my youngest brother, with my sisters, with my dad, like it's for the rest of my life, I have to show up as a different person regardless of how they do.
1: Regardless of
0: how they does do. does not matter how they show up. Because
1: in our previous lives, you would want to be like, well, they treated me like this, or they made me do this, or since they said this, I reacted this way, you know? Yeah. And it's like, cool, can you be a kind, considerate, helpful person regardless of what anyone else says or does?
0: So we're talking about attraction rather than promotion. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about is that I don't need to tell my family I'm different. I don't need to prove to them I'm different. I just need to be good i need to do what i'm supposed to do and and
1: because if you're doing that walking show them by attraction then then your conscience is clear between you and god and you don't need this the seeking of the approval and the validation from humans anyway because you know your conscience is clean when you're trying to still seek that approval and validation always that's a form of insecurity which shows something else is already spiritually off
0: right and so if you're newly sober Okay, if you're newly sober and your spouse is just really getting on your nerves, call your sponsor, (laughs) right? Call your sponsor because you need to be set straight immediately. That's the one. All right, so for the family... The family well, uh, solution. Hold on,
1: I want to go into uh, the other well, we area. Have,
0: we have only a couple minutes left, so be quick. The
1: last thing I wanted to say that some tool that you and I have used, even though we have years sober, is we continue to write inventory oh, and, yeah. and to read it to our sponsor and using the format that we were taught. And so resentment inventory, fear inventory, sex inventory, to continue to grow spiritually no matter how long sober we've had.
0: So, again, continuing to work the steps.
1: Yeah. And what would you say the most important thing for the family member, uh
0: Patience.
1: Patience, for sure.
0: Patience. Let, give the addict-alcoholic time to change. Yeah. Because if they apply themselves 100% to the 12-step fellowship... Well, I
1: don't think anyone knows how to apply 100%, but they're the best they can. Okay,
0: if they choose the 12-step fellowship above everything else... Yes. Then, ...then God... Will fix everything else, including that relationship.
1: I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything.
0: All right. So we really appreciate you listening to the show this week. Uh, a long period of reconstruction. We will be, be back in BBA. another week. BBA.
1: If you have any questions or comments, shoot us a message on Facebook at Relevant Recovery Radio. Yep.
0: Yeah. And we'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening. Hashtag God, God though. though.